Welcome to the Fate in Your Favour podcast, where we focus on becoming the best version of ourselves. We explore ways to take better care of our mental well-being, connect to our values, and to overall lead more fulfilling, meaningful lives, relationships, and careers. I'm your host, Janelle Johnson, a practicing life coach and trainee counsellor from London in the UK. And to find out more information, get resources, or to sign up to the mailing list, visit www.fateinyourfavour.co.uk. It's also where I'll be more than happy to answer any of your questions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode seven of the Fate in Your Favour podcast. Thank you very much again for all of the feedback and all of the love. I'm really, really appreciating it. Today, we are talking about mental health awareness. Considering this week was Mental Health Awareness Week, it does not mean that we stop talking about mental health going forward. I think it's probably best to start with understanding what mental health actually is. And for a lot of us, mental health is something that we just don't talk about. It's something that we all experience. Mental health is within us all. Yes, people have good mental health. Some people have poor mental health. Some people have mental illnesses. And the first point is to understand that mental health is something that is relevant to us all. Okay, so what is it? So like physical health, mental health is something that we do for ourselves or something that is for ourselves, just like physical health. When we go to the gym, we understand that we're training our body in a particular way to get to a particular outcome. Now, when you think physical health, you can see the changes. Mental health is just like physical health, but in your mind, and you cannot see the changes, which is why a lot of people do not place it at the top level of importance because sometimes it's out of sight and out of mind. When you think about that, it doesn't mean that it's not there. Just because you cannot see it does not mean that mental health is not there. Now, when we experience feelings of anger, sadness, feeling free, happy, or frustrated, or stressed, these are all normal emotions that come up. And a lot of people think that when they feel angry or when they feel sad, they shouldn't feel that way and they push it to the side a lot of the time. There's a lot of stigma about mental health in particular, and it means that a lot of people find it difficult to actually talk about their mental health. The World Health Organization actually talks about the fact that the absence of mental illness does not mean good mental health. No physical health is relevant if you do not have mental health, if you do not have good mental health. That's why it's so important to think about how we're looking after our mental health. One in four people in the UK experience a mental health problem. If you have five friends, there's going to be at least one of you. Okay, maybe if you have four friends, there's going to be at least one of you that will experience a mental health problem or that will go through something in that way. And it's important that we feel comfortable to talk about it because you just don't know what effect it will have on people. Just talking about your mental health and talking about how you feel today or can trigger something for somebody else. How many times may you have been struggling in the past and someone says, oh, hey, how are you? Like an actual good friend, not just a, you know, random. Someone says, oh, hey, how are you? And you say, yeah, I'm fine. And in the back of your mind, you know that you're not fine, but you feel like it's a burden sometimes. And you feel like, why would I tell this person about this? I can't even do anything about it and and all of this stuff. There's 
a range of reasons why people do not talk about mental health. But the one that I hear the most is just that they feel uncomfortable talking about it. And today's podcast really, I hope, challenges that thought. Being in lockdown recently has been a huge strain on mental health for so many people, just because a lot of people shy away from spending time with themselves and have some painful things that they don't want to think about that come up when they're by themselves. So the fact that they can be around people helps to soften that thought because they don't have to think about it. But having to spend time with yourself, you have to actually like yourself and be comfortable with the thoughts that you experience. When it comes to looking after our mental health, it's just something that should be placed at the very top priority. That's where it all starts. And one of the things that I understand very clearly, and I hope you are able to as well, is without filling up your cup first, you cannot give to anyone else. There is nothing that you have to offer if you are always pouring into other people and no one is pouring into yourself. So why not be the person that pours into yourself. A lot of the clients that I coach, I wouldn't say that they're struggling with mental health illnesses at all, because that's not what coaching is about, but they are struggling to look after their mental health. And sometimes just having someone that you can actually just talk to and say, right, this is on my mind and this is this and that's that, it just helps bring mental clarity And that is the joy that I find in being a wellness and clarity coach, because it means that people start to realise that it all starts with their minds. It's a powerful, powerful thing. The reason I became a coach is because really I'm I'm on my journey to becoming a qualified counsellor. And understanding how the mind works is such a powerful thing. But understanding how your own mind works is tenfold of that. And this is actually why coaching is so powerful, because I get to empower people. I get to remind people that they are the most important person in every situation. Unfortunately, I see breakdowns in communication every single day, which contributes so negatively to our mental health. And that's the communication, how we communicate to ourselves and communication and how we communicate to others. Our friends and our loved ones want the utmost best for us. But if we don't know how to communicate effectively, that can often mean that people shrink and they go into their own world and they go into their own head because they feel like no one understands them. Now, that is on the path of poor mental health. If you don't have friends to talk to, if you don't have anyone that you can talk to or loved ones that you can talk to, pay somebody. Find someone who you can pay. There's a ton of different organisations that allow people to chime in and just, you know, be able to just talk about their feelings and what they're going through, especially if they're feeling overwhelmed. My intention as a coach is to catch people before they go down the road of feeling like things are too much. Sometimes just the fact of being able to talk about your problems is enough in itself to help clear your mind and get clarity on where you want to go. A step above that, I would say anyway, is counselling. When I become a counsellor, my intention is to catch people before they are diagnosed with mental health illnesses. The whole idea 
is that as long as you can talk about your problems or anything you're experiencing, just to be able to have someone who's dedicated to actually just listening to what you're saying changes the life expectancy, it changes the mental well-being, the the status of someone's well-being is just changed so dramatically. Just having someone that they can talk to that is non-impartial, that is non-judgmental. So that's my joy in being a coach and on my journey to becoming a counsellor. Now, good mental health is not the absence of mental health illnesses. We can take the time to look after our mental health because it's an important aspect of our lives. I guess good mental health is when we are able to cope with life. And I know that's quite a broad statement, but when we can play an active part in our family in our workplace, in our friendship groups, in our relationships. We can cope with the normal stresses of life. Like I said earlier, the absence of mental illness does not mean good mental health. Anger, sadness, freedom, frustration and stress are all normal things to experience throughout your life. And good mental health means that you can actually manage those things and not feel like the world is about to swallow you up for want of a better a better way of putting it when we start to shy away from our relationships and not talk about what we're really experiencing those things will contribute to poor mental health it's simple but because there's such a stigma around it it makes it difficult and think about the fact that if you look after your mental health you can then have more to give to other people. Like I said, pour into yourself so that no one has to pour into you. And then that means that everyone else around you can get the overflow. When it comes to looking after your mental health, there are so many things you can do. And some of it you're probably already doing. Some of it you're probably not. And you don't think it's very necessary to do those things. Because of my training in counselling and obviously being a coach, I understand how important these things are. It's the little things. I know that, you know, that may sound quite standard, but it really is the small things that you do to look after yourself that make the difference completely. So this week's mental health awareness theme, which is set by the Mental Health Foundation, is kindness. I've posted a blog post, which you will see on my website with different tips about how to look after your mental health. And it has some links in there about where you can look for information and that kind of thing. But kindness actually starts with you. You are the most important person in every single situation, because if you are feeling angry, upset, stressed, it has an impact on somebody else. You look after yourself first with the hopes to put more kindness out there into the world. One thing in particular that I think is really helpful in looking after your mental health is keeping the focus on the things that you can control. In this world, there are so many things that we just cannot control and we focus on those things and it causes us to, again, overthink things, worry about the future. If you can take a second and ask yourself, okay, I'm worrying about X, Y, Z. Out of these three things, let's say, which one of those do I have actual control over? If the answer is all three, you have to work out what can I change just from today? How can I improve this situation just from today? 
And if all three of those are things that you have no control over, that is actually physically out of your control, then why are you worrying about it? One of the things that I think this lockdown has definitely taught me is that it's every day as it comes. Every single day as it comes. At first, there was a whole shock about you don't want to go outside, you don't want to see anyone. Obviously, you do the two metre distancing and I understand that completely. But there are some things within that that you just cannot control. You cannot control what other people are doing. You can control what you are doing. So focus on that. Try not to worry about the things that you don't have a physical control over. Another thing is talking about your feelings. A lot of us think that talking about our feelings is a sign of weakness. But if you really go back to the source of that, you'll probably understand that it's actually a sign of strength. To be vulnerable is a strength because you allow other people to be vulnerable as well sometimes. And it allows you to actually talk about what it is that's on your mind. You know the saying when they say a problem shared is a problem halved? It's not that the person you're sharing the problem with can actually help you. But once you speak out, once you get whatever is in your mind out, that problem is already halved because you can hear yourself saying X, Y, Z. How many times have you ever you know, had a particular problem, you've spoken about it to someone and actually said, oh yes, I know what I could do. Imagine that the person hasn't actually done anything. They've literally just sat there and and listened to you talking. But the fact that you are getting it out of your mind is helpful in itself. And it really does half the problem because you start to think more clearly. You have more mental space to think about whatever it is that's troubling you. If you don't have um, friends that you can talk to or friends or loved ones that you can talk to, I would say, write it down, write it down, not in your phone, write it down with a piece of, with a piece of paper and a pen and get it out of your mind that way. Another way, if you're not someone who likes writing is to record yourself talking, you know, and then whenever you're ready, you play it back and you listen to what you were talking about. That in itself can be so helpful and if anything, that's probably my my um, my biggest, most favourite tip of all. Another tip is to be active. When we exercise, we release endorphins and that's like the happy hormone. So that definitely helps bring mental clarity as well. So it, however you can think of being active, think about doing that. I enjoy yoga. I enjoy going to the gym. Uh, well, I used to enjoy going to the gym (laughs) Um, and going for jogs and going for walks, even going for a walk on your own with no one else around you. If you live in a household with lots of different people, just going for a walk can be really, really powerful for your mental health. Plan time for yourself. That's another thing. A lot of us have very, very busy lives, which are jam packed with all of the wonderful things that contribute to our lives. But within that, it's so important to plan time to just sometimes just do nothing. And I'm not saying to plan time to do nothing every single day, because obviously then you hope you probably won't get the results that you're looking for throughout life in general. But it's important to plan time to do something you enjoy. And if you do something you enjoy all the time, and you want a change, plan time to do absolutely nothing. Allow your mind to take a break. Another tip I have is to be honest with yourself first, and then take it from there. 
start with being honest with yourself and saying, look, how do I feel about this? How do I feel about this situation? How do I feel about X, Y, Z? If you don't know how you feel about something, how do you expect to honestly react to it? Can you honestly react to something that you don't know how you feel about it? I mean, I personally don't think you can. So it's important to take the time to ask yourself the tough questions and answer it as though it's the most important thing ever to do. If none of the above work for you after, you know, trying different things, then I would really suggest exploring the status of your mental health and your mental well-being with a professional. Because the idea is that you are looking after yourself And just because all of these things haven't worked for you, it doesn't mean that you are not in a place to change that and not in a place to feel good again. So it's important, like I said, to be honest with yourself and say, actually, doing all of these things, I've tried them, they're not working. It may be time to explore that with someone who is qualified to help you unpick the reasons why you may be feeling that way. Mental health is such a serious thing. And looking after it should be the top of everyone's priority. You look after yourself first, which allows you to give abundantly to others. Now, that brings us to the end of today's podcast. But I wanted to give some links to places that you can read about looking after your mental health or diagnosing if you should go and speak to a professional and and that kind of thing. It's very important to take that time to explore that with yourself first and think about how you would feel if you were to be diagnosed with a mental illness. There's um, the who.int, so www.who.int. They have a ton of resources for mental health. Then you've got the Mental Health Foundation, which is on www.mentalhealth.org.uk. And one that I really like in particular is Barton. So the Black African and Asian Therapy Network, which is in the UK, it's specifically for the UK. But I mean, anyway, you're listening to this podcast, you can definitely get some some tips and, and that kind of thing from that website. And if you were to go on there, you would see that there are lots of free and subsidized resources for people who are on lower incomes to be able to take advantage of those services because our mental health is so important. So without wanting to go into a whole nother element of mental health and understanding mental health and looking after your mental health. This brings us to the end of our podcast. And I just wanted to thank you very much for listening. If there is anything that's come up for you during listening to this podcast, please let me know. Please talk about your feelings and your behaviours and that kind of thing. Anything that anyone ever says to me is confidential. That's whether I have my counselling hat on or my coaching hat on, or just my friend hat on, it's confidential. I understand how important these things are, and it's important to allow people to have that safe space. So if there is anything that you'd like to talk about, please let me know. You can find me on Instagram on under Fate in Your Favour. Same with Facebook, it's at Fate in Your Favour. You can also go to the website, which is www.fateinyourfavour.co.uk. You can email me at fateinyourfavour at gmail.com. Some things are best kept secret. This podcast is not one of them. Please share it with someone who could benefit from listening to this podcast. And just let me know what you think and keep the conversation going wherever you can, wherever possible. And until next time, bye.